Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience, featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hi, this is Tom Guinan, and I want to welcome you to the October 11th episode of the Bull Bear Banter. Today, I'm joined by Cheyenne Denham, and she'll be giving us a recap of the markets for the week. Cheyenne? Well, Tom, Friday afternoon, corn finished 17 and a half cents higher. December futures ended the week at 3.97 and three quarters, and that's up 13 cents for the week. November soybean futures gained 12 and a half cents today, finishing up 9.36, and that was up almost 20 cents for the week. Well, I think this week's big story is about the WASDE report that was out yesterday. We kind of got some mixed information between corn and soybeans, so let's just kind of dive into that. USDA left the corn production numbers almost unchanged and are now estimating 13.779 billion bushels of corn. They made a slight decrease in harvested acres, but took yield up slightly as well. The net effect of these two was to decrease production by that 20 million bushels. They also adjusted demand down a little bit with exports down 150 million and ethanol usage down 50 million. When I saw all of that, I was concerned that ending stocks might increase. But no, those are down about 260 million bushels, now below that 2 billion bushel mark at 1.929. The big change was that they decreased beginning stocks by over 300 million bushels by increasing feed and residual last year by 343 million. Soybeans were a slightly different story, with both acres and yield slightly decreased, resulting in a drop from 3.63 billion bushel production to 3.55. That's down 83 million bushels from their last estimate. They also made an adjustment to beginning stocks by reducing last year's production. So after all that time that I spent talking about ending stocks for 1819 being at or above a billion bushels, the USDA is now saying it was 913 million. This has pushed our 2019-20 ending stocks below 500 million bushels to 4 60, and that's down significantly from the 640 million bushels we saw in the September report. After the report, corn prices dropped and soybean prices rallied, but at the end of the day Thursday, corn was down 14 and beans were virtually unchanged. That all changed again today, as you just discussed. I think the part of today was more of an in-depth look at all this was the information on the corn, as well as a lot more concern about the weather. And there does appear to be some ongoing optimism for a deal to be completed with China sometime soon. Well, Tom, on the bull side for corn, I would say that sub-2 billion ending stocks number you talked about, a little tighter than we've seen for a while. This wet, cold weather continues to pressure harvest progress. And same as last week, low farmer selling continues to provide basis support. So consider locking that in if you do have corn to move. Well, on the bear side, I'd say that just being slightly below 2 billion bushels of ending stocks is uh, something to kind of keep your eye on. If demand slows at all and we get back above that psychological 2 billion bushel mark, I think it could weigh on the markets. Remember, this is still the sixth largest crop in history if it comes to fruition. I think these exports are going to continue to struggle. These FOB prices for the U.S. are still the highest in the world, so something as well to keep an eye on. Looking at soybeans, the bull factors, we're starting to hear some talk of a breakthrough in Chinese negotiations. Supposedly, China has agreed to some agricultural concessions, and the U.S. is talking about rolling back some of the tariffs. Excessive rainfall in India is hampering soybean production, with estimates of an 18% decrease from last year. And soybean planting pace in Brazil is slow. They're currently sitting at about 10%, down from 21% this time last year. Well, on the bear factors, about the only thing I can think to say here is 
is that whatever deal has been struck with China has not yet been signed. I think we've heard this before. Hey, we're close to a deal. We'll finalize it soon. We're agreeing on various items, but still no signed deal. If that continues to be the case, um, this could really impact our, our prices for not only the agricultural markets, but the stock market has gotten a boost here again today. So we'll just see if that deal actually comes to fruition. I agree with you there, Tom. And I think it's been a while since we've seen some opportunities to price soybeans at these levels. And again, producers don't want to forget they're getting that market facilitation payment. So that's probably going to bump them up, you know, over that $9 mark. So definitely be looking at that in. And again, looking ahead and just seeing, you know, what July is doing, what New Crop 20 is doing. Not saying you have to price something now, but just start tracking those prices because we are seeing a little bit more of a bump than I think we've gotten used to lately. Yeah, I think that's a good call out. So I appreciate that. As far as what to watch for in some upcoming events, uh, please keep in mind that Monday is Columbus Day. So the federal government will be on holiday, so no mail, and it will also delay some normal reports that we see in the market. Grain markets will operate as normal, though. And once we get past this weekend, it looks like those weather forecasts are starting to look a little more friendly. So we'll see if we can get this harvest cranked back up pretty soon. It'd be good to get going. So, Tom, we like to talk about why does this all matter. The last couple of days were a good reminder that if you're looking for a specific price, it's good to put in offers. We've really bounced a lot lately. Prices are significantly higher than they were a month ago. Is it time to lock in some prices before you get back in the field? The corn board is up about 40 cents from the September low, and bean prices are up about 80 cents. Again, this is a good time, you know, those offers really help a lot because we'll get calls in, you know, because they see a price on the website or on the app, and maybe it's, you know, three or four cents lower by the time they call in there because the board is moving around that much during these report times and during these weather rallies and everything. So just because you see a price doesn't mean it's going to be there in five minutes, ten minutes. Well, and keep in mind that the, a lot of times those prices you're seeing are a 10-minute delay. So right. that's a lot of the concern we hear is, guys, well, I see it on your app. Yeah, but that was 10 minutes ago, you know, so yep. good call out. Yep. And then, again, you know, keep an eye on those prices for next spring and summer. Maybe we can hit some of those magic numbers you have in mind. Just let us know, and we'd be glad to watch them for you. Yeah, and again, kind of pushing back on that, I, I did have a guy call today. He was looking at our July prices for soybeans, and, boy, if we could get to $9, he'd be there. And I thought, well, we're nowhere near $9. And I looked, oh, we're at eight ninety five. So I'd been kind of falling asleep as well. So uh, later in the day, we were able to fill some offers there at that level, but it's kind of bouncing around. So you got to be right on top of it. So in conclusion, uh, we just want to say thanks for joining us for the Bull Bear Banter as part of that Landis Cooperative Experience podcast. Our tagline, bears make money, bulls make money, and pigs just go to market. If you have any questions regarding grain marketing decisions, please reach out to your area grain marketing advisor. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back with you again next week. Mm-hmm.